Alright, I'll take it down from there. But yeah, I just wanted to get it to the hook. How much is it fucking enough, man? This your boy. The hostess with the mostest. Mario Caballero, a.k.a. Suited Zapata himself. The mestizo Michelangelo. Chicano Thanos. Live in the place to be. Uh, I just wanted to touch down with you before Sunday. I promised a podcast on Thursday. That did not happen. Friday did not happen either. Here we are, Saturday midday. I'm doing my laundry in my car. It is steaming right now. That is the air conditioner on. It will be on. I apologize. It is that hot at the moment. But it's a nice day. It's 84 degrees out there right now, according to my phone. And you are tuned in to the Puro Caballero Show. How are you doing? This is episode number 62, if I'm not mistaken. Let me confirm right here. This is how prepared I is at the moment. Hold on a second. How do you get to your own profile? That's the, that's the thing that pisses me off. Yes. Go to my public profile, bitch. Yep. Aceitados. What it is. Um, yeah, man. I uh, just wanted to talk about a few things. Let's just go off the top. That was Cascade with Felix Cartel. Also on the track, Jen Blossom. I think Steaming. And that song is more. And it's off the Redux set because, uh, yeah, that's Cascade's album. He's going to do a Redux set coming up tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, next next week at Cross. And that shit's going to be maybe. Oh, my goodness. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how there's some scheduling conflicts. And him being the most primary one, to be quite honest with you. Man, it's getting steaming. Uh, need some shade. Oh, shit. Anyway, I'm going to crack some windows in the thing. Get some some airflow. Yeah, you'll see you hear be hearing people moving about. Uh yeah. I'm excited. I'm real excited. Save the the set times right here. Let me look at Saturday. So yeah, gonna be going down to San Diego with some homies. That would be fun. Um no maybe about like seven or eight people now that are gonna be going there, so it'll be a good enough crew. Wow, man, dripping. I'm gonna be standing inside of my fucking car. It's crazy. Damn. Just leaking. Mm. Anyway. Trying to think who's first up here. Yeah, man, I had to move because I was dripping so hard here. I had to put the windows down so you can get some airflow because this shit was uh, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, man, I'm freaking putting my my arm on the middle of the rest, the hand rest, and sweat is dripping down to the floor, to the bottom of my floorboard and shit. It's like, wow. I did not think it was going to be this hot. Uh, anyway, I plan on going on a run later, so that'd be cool. Let's break down this lineup, though. This is sh- the fucking shit. Um, yeah, honestly, on Saturday, I'm not excited for anybody until 10 Liquor at 2 o'clock. Shout out to my boy Will Start for putting me on to 10 Liquor. I heard a couple of the tracks. They're fucking dope. And then I might go to Ross with Friends, I think, at 3, 3.15, whenever that is. 
Uh, besides that, I'm not really sure who I'm going to see after. It's SG Lewis, Michael Beebe, and Little Boots are opposite each other. But then I definitely want to see Young Bay. Young Bay at 5 o'clock. That's going to be a cool one. After that, I'm probably going to see Green Velvet at 6. Uh, but Derek Carter, back-to-back Mark Ferna is going to be very fun one so that'll be a conflict of mine after that no debate i'm gonna go see polo and pans they were dope the fucking little bit i saw them at coachella this year they were freaking sick shout out to my boy miguel for putting me on once again and then after that i don't really know i really don't know where i'm gonna go because there's survive object elaine fur are all playing opposite each other and i'm not really too keen on either and then yeji nine by nine and you know, know what it is. A hot chip. Probably see hot chip, but Yeji's cool. I want to hear uh, Rain Girl. Make it rain, girl. Make it rain. Make it rain, girl. Make it rain. And then on Sunday, this is going to be the biggest conflict day, in my opinion, because it's going to be just out the woodworks, crazy conflicts. I think, let's see what we have here. Probably you'll see Crooked Colors at 145 or try to be there at least. Tiger and Woods is on at 245, but I also want to see Masego at 3. I've seen Masego before. Pretty dupe. Pretty dupe. Pretty dupe, 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 dupe. And then I'll probably go see Anna Luno. Art Bats got 430. Anna Luno's at 4. Art Bats at 430. Moon Boots at 430 also. With the live set. And then the biggest conflict. I previewed some of the songs and some of the sets last episode with some Sheba Sun and Walker Royce. They start at 6 o'clock. They go to 7.15. Emily Lenz goes 6 to 8. But then this shit cascade. The Redux set, dog. Ooh, shit. 5.45 to 7.15. That's a sunset set. At the Ocean View stage, that's going to be the biggest dilemma this is they're far as fuck probably gonna see cascade to be very quite honest with you mostly because kate Trinata plays 7 30 back after cascade and that's where i want to be that's my shit kate is gonna be like the reason i buy the ticket like flat out like when i saw that that combination i was like these are two two uh two units coming together and colliding and just creating a, a whole new atmosphere and that's what's going to happen this next Sunday, week from tomorrow on, what is it the 29th of September, down in San Diego, at Waterfront Park that's what the fuck I'm talking about, son that's going to be my shit anyway uh how's it going so that's gonna be the biggest conflict though cascade and the walker royce back-to-back because i really fucking love shibasan too shibasan walker royce (sighs) back-to-back fuck i've heard great things of walker about his sets in the past but haven't had a chance to see him yet so that'll be very anticipated highly anticipated i should i should say y'all know what i'm talking about y'all know what i mean yeah, did I mean? Yeah, did I mean? Mean, mean, mean. Um, any food? What else is going on? I just mostly wanted to talk about some week two NFL football because week three is about to happen tomorrow, and we're gonna break some of that down in the next episode. It's gonna be a bloodbath. I'll just say that very much. 
I think we already talked about the Bucks and Panthers. Cam did not look healthy, and reports now he's not playing week three. So guess what? He's not healthy. So he looked really bad. We'll see what the fuck if Kyle Allen could be any fucking better. Um, yeah, I guess we can break it down in order of importance, I guess. Uh, I'm going to be doing some laundry, so we'll have a little break in a few minutes. A two-minute warning right here. Raiders Chiefs, man. Talk about two minutes, man. That's all the freaking Chiefs needed, it seemed like, to, to put up all the points. They scored four touchdowns in the second quarter after the Raiders took a 10-0 lead, which I thought was very encouraging. Uh, they had, like, one stop, and, like, it's like a video game when you're playing, like, the, the professionals. Like, if you give them one extra possession or something, you're, like, toast. It's, like, the margin for error is so slim. And that's how they play, man. This dude Mahomes is freaking crazy. He is, like, insane. He's doing stuff. He's, like, playing better than... He's doing stuff that I don't know if we've ever seen consistently, like, on an NFL field before. Like, ridiculous, nasty shit that, like, is some video game stuff. Like, doesn't seem like it's real sometimes. The way he just pinpoints accuracy and just puts it on it. And he can just move, big dude. He's got, like, all the... He checks all the the boxes and then some, like, the extras, intangibles. And it's like, we haven't seen a talent like this, I'd say, since Aaron Rodgers was coming out and, like, was on the top of his game. But even then, still, like, he wasn't, he didn't He didn't have as much, I don't think. This dude has more in his toolbox than I think anybody ever does. So I got to give him mad respect as much as I hate the Chiefs. And the Raiders, and I don't know. Jacobs, look, didn't, they didn't give him as many touches, and that was disappointing. Uh, I mean, they had moments. For sure. The defense didn't do too bad after that second quarter, but the 28 points is just like bang, 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 bang. Carr was the one that looked freaking rattled, man. He's the one that did not look uh, as confident as he did in week one. But um, Line did like all right in protection, but didn't do so well, I guess, in the run blocking, in my opinion. They... Uh, are going to get Richie Incognito back this week. So that's going to be a plus, a boon for them. They're going to be a big, big unit. And hopefully he can come in be a little bit more solid, a little more dynamic, and let Jacobs just really go uh, get unleashed. And they need to use Waller more like how Kansas City used to use Tony Gonzalez, how San Diego used to use Antonio Gates. They need to use Waller like that. And they started to show flashes of it in week one, but they need to continue that trend and just like keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, man. So that uh, that was a tough one. I mean, it's, a, it's the last time I think we're gonna see the the uh, infield dirt at the Oakland Coliseum because they're gonna be moving to Vegas next year, and then the A's. Even if they win the World Series, I don't think they're gonna because like they're gonna come back uh, and play in Oakland at that uh that late in the year because the Raiders right now have like an unprecedented streak of being away from home next week they'll be at Minnesota tomorrow at Minnesota now then it's uh Indianapolis then they play I think the London game against the Bears is technically a home game and then they play uh, and then they have a bye and then they play at home so it's like freaking a month over a month that they're not gonna have a home game any event also some other news i'm gonna be going to the Bengals game in uh november so that'll be fun shout out to my cousin fidel for hooking it up with the tickets and saving the spot for me i really do appreciate you i really do 
Gotta go back to the costume one last time, you know? Didn't get a chance to go last year, so this will be my last shot. So I told him, hell yeah, you save that shit for me. Gotta figure out my transportation and all that. Alright, I'm gonna go do my laundry and we'll come back and talk about the rest of the games after this. Alright, we back. Short break. Let me see what else. We got, oh yeah, the rest of the slate of games. Cardinals, Ravens. Ravens 23, Cardinals 17. That boy Lamar putting in work. He was running a little bit more this time. Looking more for Mark Andrews underneath. Uh, he got a touchdown catch. Also got one to Hayden Hurst. So hitting the tight ends more. But Hollywood Brown's still out there, man. This game was a little bit um, more out of reach than the score would in indicate just because the Cardinals kind of came back at the end. Kyler Murray threw a lot of times, 25-40, 349 yards, but no touchdowns, though. So we'll see how he keeps improving. Lamar doing his thing, though. Lamar's beastly. Oh, man, doing his thing for the, the carry-on-my-wayward sons in uh, his boy Warren's fantasy league. So... That was a cool one. He got the rushing yards. That's all that matters, man. The margin for error is a little greater with Lamar because he can give you a little bit of everything. All right, moving on. The Niners 41, Bengals 17. This is kind of a blowout, man. The one big thing that happened here with the Niners is they they proved that they can run the ball uh, very well, I would say. They uh, they had three running backs kind of like in the rotation and in, in the works and in, in and uh, Mostert, freaking Matt Burita, and Jeff Wilson Jr. Like three dudes. They have three dudes kind of running uh, pretty good. Debo Samuel had a good game. Garoppolo looked better, looked more like his normal self. Three touchdowns, one pick, 296 yards on 25 attempts, 17 completions. Not bad. Burita had 121, no touches. And then uh, I think Wilson and. Uh, uh, what you called? Uh, Mostert got uh, the goal line shit. Mostert came in and looked nice. I picked him up in in uh, one of my fantasy leagues. So that's a backfield to look out for for fantasy football, I'd say. All right, moving on. Lions thirteen, Chargers ten. This is a typical Chargers blow uh, like defeat. Just giving it up to the other team really <laughs> is what happened here. And I'm so happy to see it. So they're on the road in Detroit. They're just moving the ball like crazy. They get a fumble at the goal line by Eckler, I want to say. Um, they had a couple missed field goals. Bad pick at the end of the game by Rivers. They kind of sealed it up. Yeah, I was very excited as a uh, biased Raider fan to see that happen. So, way to go Lions on that one. Galladay had a good game, 117 and a touchdown on eight catches. Keenan Allen, eight catches, 98 yards. My boy Carrion had a uh, reception. He had a uh, receiving touchdown. Game log, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Two catches, 47 yards and a touch, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Not doing as much on the ground. 12 carries, 41 yards. So could do better there. Um, yeah. Typical defeat by the Chargers, I'd say. Now they're banged up. They're like secondaries real banged up. 
So that's one uh, one of the areas they can be exploited. And I hope the Raiders do so when they play them uh, later in the season. All right, so we got the the Vikings Packers. This was kind of a back and forth game. I was watching this with uh, the roommate Allen. Um, Dalvin Cook looked good. Kirk Cousins did not quite as much. The defense for the Packers does look pretty stiff, pretty tough still. And uh, Vikings did leave some points on the board that I felt like just couldn't get drives going. Just kept stalling out. So it's like you got to give uh, credit. And some blame. It's like partial. It's because it's, uh, it's the result. It's kind of what happened. 21-16. Packers just doing just enough on offense. They're, they're not like being as dynamic as they have been in years past with Rodgers. I don't know if it's because he's slowing down or they're changing the play calling. Kind of running the ball more. Maybe a combination. Kind of like I said before, you can never really give one thing or the other. Um, that's like the reasoning. If uh, you know what I'm saying... You know what I'm saying? All right. Next one. Jaguars-Texans. This was a pretty crazy matchup. The Texans just don't want to block for Deshaun Watson, like, whatsoever. He's on my other team, my Juju No My Chubb Ertz team, because I got Juju, Smith-Schuster, uh, Zach Ertz, and Nick Chubb all in the same squad. So, yeah. Juju No My Chubb Ertz. That's my team name. Bam. For the Juju No My Chubberts, uh, Deshaun, man, just didn't have as good of a week as we uh, projected. And I put a lot of blame from that offensive line. Not giving them any time to throw whatsoever. And the Jaguars have a nice front seven, too. So it's like they're just bringing the heat. It's, they're going to get there a lot of times, man. He still made some plays and, and I guess did enough. I don't know. But, um... I think the story of this one was Gardner Minshew almost leading the the way all the uh, game-winning t- uh, drive right at the end. Texans played pretty stout defense. Minshew's kind of, you know, picking it up here and there. Had a touchdown to DJ Chark. Chark's having good weeks. I picked him up as well in one of my teams. And, yeah, man, the uh, Texans had a, a 13 uh to seven, uh, no, thirteen to six lead is what it was. Minshew's leading a two-minute drive, brings them down. They score a touchdown. I want to say with like under a minute left, and they decide to go for two points instead of one point to tie it up. And they didn't take. They took the ball to Minshew's hands. They ran it on, with Fournette, and he got like an inch short of the the goal line from what it looked like. It was hard to tell if he made it or not because there's no conclusive angle. So they just they called it uh, no touchdown or no two point, and they lost the game. That's kind of how it was. So G Minshew, uh, the second called him the second because they didn't want to call him Bubba. That's why. Good old Garner. This dude is like a country-ass dude. It's just like applying his trade wherever uh, he needs to go. I think he was at Eastern Carolina, went over to Washington State. Now he's in Jacksonville. He's just he's doing the most, man. It's like I'm enjoying all the memes with uh, seeing him and all that stuff. That's been fun. 
He doesn't look too bad. I think he's a better football quarterback than his stats say. Or than a fantasy quarterback, I'd say. Because uh, they're not necessarily out there throwing the ball a bunch, but he's been accurate, and when they need him to, to make uh, big plays, he's, he's come up. He's not afraid to put it out there. He hasn't had one of those, like, really uh, mistake-prone type of performances quite yet, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how he how he handles it once that comes because, you know, somebody's going to have a, a good game plan and, and the personnel to kind of, you know, fluster him a bit, I would say. I think there's, there's chances of that. Yeah. Kind of it, I guess. We'll move on. If you bet the favorite in the Patriots-Dolphins game, which had a 18-point spread, you're a winner. Probably didn't win as much as you could have on another place, but who am I to judge if you're a degenerate gambler? Patriots won 43-0, basically playing... Conference USA team, I guess, at this point. This uh, Miami Dolphins situation, not good. Not very good. Everybody, all, Everybody's talent is just getting traded out the door. Mika Fitzpatrick just went for two first-rounders this week uh, to Pittsburgh. Just kind of surprising. Kind of surprising. We'll talk about what uh, their situation looks like later. But, yeah, Dolphins complete seller mode. Complete tank job. And they let Fitzpatrick go get take a beating and then... Uh, yeah, man. Also of note in this game, Antonio Brown caught a touchdown pass from uh, Tom Brady, and that will be the last time he will be catching one from him because he just got cut from the team just yesterday. Kind of get into the, the juicy details of it in the next episode that we have in air here. But I just wanted to say that's just over, and I'm like, thank goodness. This dude Antonio is crazy. That's all I'll say. This fool is a fucking nut job. Like, no restraint, just doing whatever the fuck he feels like, and it's, <laughs> it's gotten him in trouble. Couldn't even last two weeks. All right, moving on. How about the Bills, 2014? Josh Allen looked pretty damn good in this game, I'd say. I think the thing that happened was uh, uh, Singletary, I think, is a little banged up, if I'm not mistaken. That's the one outcome from here but yeah Allen doing his thing running around you know you know what I'm saying I think this might be the last game Eli starts there's a potential that that could happen you know 7 carries 21 yards and a rush touchdown for Allen not bad uh, let me see he had a 101 quarterback rating that's good 253 yards 19 to 30 one touch did he get sacked 3 times that's a player to look out for if you uh, if you haven't in your fantasy leagues. All right, we're kind of wrapping through. I mean, the Giants are kind of the Giants. They're, they're going to start Daniel Jones next week, the rookie. We'll see how he does in his debut. And, it might, and Manninger might be done. It might be over. All, all over and done with. If he doesn't start another game, he'll have a 500 record as a starter to end his career. And it's just going to be apropos that he might get in the, to the Hall of Fame for those two Super Bowl runs. Mm. Craziness. Craziness. Anyway, I'm going to take my clothes and go fold it in my laundry, and then we'll finish this up. All right? Sounds like a plan? Cool. All right. 
back from that intermission the laundry's taken care of i'm back at the crib and yeah let's just finish this up because i got other shit to do today you feel me um all right where were we we're talking about the rest of the nfl matchups where did my shit go oh why did i close that out smooth transition there mario way to fucking go all right week two boom boom Mm, yeah did we get into this one i don't think we did let's talk about it and that is the seahawks Steelers. that was a 28 26 final seahawks ended up eking that one out i think the biggest uh takeaway from this game has been roethlisberger is now out for the season due to an elbow injury uh, mason rudolph came in and yeah he's this uh third round pick from a year ago and i think the steelers have a lot of high hopes for him and i think the big indication of that a lot of people have kind of been saying they gave up a f- uh, future first-round pick to go get M- Mika Fitzpatrick, and I think another second-rounder. It was like two picks, I believe, uh, in total uh, of what happened there. So, yeah, man, they, now they have, they're back to their backup. There's a lot of questions as to how he's going to mesh with the offense. Uh, ben has had some struggles even in the last uh, couple games from when we saw him trying to get things going. Dante Moncrief has just been dropping passes left and right. Uh, been dropped from a lot of fantasy teams. There's also... Uh, what's his name? Um, James Washington. He's got some potential now because he used to play with uh, Rudolph back in college, so they have a connection together. So that'll be interesting to see if they rekindle that relationship. And then, yeah, Juju. Juju's still doing his thing. Hasn't had a huge breakout game yet, which I think is uh, hopefully on the on the way because, obviously, I named my fucking fantasy team partially after him. So that'd be cool to see him get some touches. And, yeah, we'll see about Rudolph. Connor, I know, has been banged up as well, too. So there's a lot of questions. They like to be a lead-back type of team. And, yeah, it might be seeing more Jalen Samuels. I don't know. I don't know if that's the solution because that, uh, that hasn't necessarily been the case in the past. He's second on the depth chart, but he just doesn't get a lot of, a lot of run, really, a lot of burn. So big win, I think, for the Seahawks there. Uh, DK Metcalf still getting into uh, into the flow, into the into the mix there. Russell Wilson looking for him. Tyler Lockett still getting his share of uh, deep opportunities. Uh, Chris Carson still running the rock. I think that'll be the foundation of their offense. Is just running the ball, pounding. Rashad Penny had more more carries uh, because Carson actually fumbled the ball this game, so Penny got more goal line uh, touches, which was frustrating for me because I have uh, Carson on a squad. And not Penny, so yeah. Hopefully that turns around. Hopefully it's just a one-game thing. It's like the one position where you make a mistake and they just take you out. Just like don't put you in anymore. So uh, another nail biter: Colts 19, Titans 17. I think I didn't see too much of this game. I know um, Brissett didn't look too bad. He's got the talent around him. They're protecting him. So ridiculous at the one time. Andrew Luck was set up to have a dope offensive line. It was the one year he ends up retiring. That's uh, unfortunate. Fortunate turn of events there. And, yeah, AFC South matchup. I don't know much else to say. I think this was going on, like, on red zone. We weren't paying too many uh, dibs on this one because I don't think we have any fancy guys on that one. And yeah, no rivals, really. So, yeah, 1917 Colts. And uh, the Colts, uh, no one believes in us season continues. See how that rolls on. Got Cowboys and Redskins, 31 to 21. Cowboys with the victory. I think Zeke looks uh, very stout. That offensive line looking good. 
Gallup I know got injured. They still got Cooper and uh, some other weapons as well too. Dak has been showing out. This is a, a contract season for him. He's uh, been demanding a new contract. His agent's been talking with the team and they've been trying to get things done and he's been really proving himself. Yeah, if they were smart, they'd start with Iris Hot and try to get a deal done, I think, in the next few weeks because he's got some some A-plus matchups for him, so he's going to be able to put up some numbers, and then we'll see what happens later in the year or if uh, the organization says, you know, we're just going to wait and see to the playoffs because that's what really matters because we know you're not playing the toughest of competition, and this is what uh, we're here for, man. Try to win the playoffs, not just in the regular season, which, I don't know, it's really the Cowboys, I guess you got to – just worry about one thing to get to the second one first, but who knows? With Jerry Jones, he's kind of maybe thinking the long-term game a little bit. He's also paid out to other players, Zeke, um, Jalen Smith on defense. We've got some guys on the line who've gotten paid. So Dak wants his. He's working on a fourth-round pick contract, so he's not making anything right now. Leading the team, too. He's coming on commercials and everything. So he, he deserves some money. We'll see if he, what he gets. He's uh, definitely outplayed his projected, I guess, career path. So he should. He deserves it. He deserves it, man. So 31-21 Redskins uh, with uh, fall short to the Cowboys. And Skins, guys, going to be done for the year. Got another surgery. It's like Adrian Peterson stepping in and playing. He's going to tote the rock a lot. Tommy McLaurin, he's a... A guy I picked up, he's getting a lot of looks. He got a uh, garbage time touchdown in that one. Yeah, Case Keenum, I don't think he's the ultimate answer for you. Sorry about that, uh, Washington. We'll see if, if uh, they decide to make a decision. I'm on Haskins. You know, Alex Smith's still recovering from that uh, devastating injury last season. So I wish him the best if he decides to return or if he calls it a career. Same as well. And it was... Uh, admirable foe in Kansas City just frustrating because it's like oh, you look at him he's like is he that good at the beginning of his career you're like ah oh, he's got potential to be good but he's not really there and then people kept making excuses kind of but he was still a little underrated I don't know it was weird like he would do things like he'd have the skill set but the play calling or the, the fit wasn't necessarily there I don't know I don't know and he goes to Kansas City does some things is uh real productive last year actually didn't do too bad before that injury Former number one pick. He's bounced around a little bit now. Uh, a couple teams. Let's move on. Bears beating the Broncos 16-14. This was a, a very dull and exciting game at the same time because it was low scoring throughout. Denver gets a, a drive in the fourth quarter when the Bears' defense is gassed over in mile high. They drive on them. They score a touchdown. They take the lead. And, yeah. They're up 14 to 13 at this point. Trubisky is looking like absolute freaking trash, freaking all all day. Mitchy Slick not looking very slick himself. And then he comes down, completes a couple passes in a row. There's a like less than 30 seconds left. They run a play. I think it was like 13 seconds left, 12 seconds. They run a play. Allen Robinson over the middle gets like a 20 to 30 yard reception. He goes down with about. With one on the clock, but it was maybe like a half of a half a second left. It was not a lot, and they give him the timeout. They kick the field goal. They make the uh, they make the field goal. They win the game. Eddie Pinheiro, the long ass touch the uh, field goal, a you know, fifty plus yarder. So 
Bears sneak that victory out, man. That was a nail biter for them. If you were a fan of the team, and very concerning because Trubisky looks like garbage, man. He's messing up the offense. He did not look like this bad. He did not look this bad last season. They need to get him outside the pocket, have him roll around more, maybe run some bootlegs, play actions, some design, quarterback read option stuff. They gotta like help him out. It's the one thing in the past where offensive coordinators were stubborn is they would just like run their system to death, regardless of if it worked or not, if it made sense, or if it fit the personnel. So more offensive corners have been smarter in terms of scheming for their team and being able to put up points that's ultimately what matters man it's not how you do it it's like the bottom line you know and uh we'll see we'll see what Nagy can do he's been about our good offenses so I think he can figure it out it was just I don't know I don't know what's going on there with uh, Trubisky moving on we got the Rams and Saints Controversy in this one. Rams won 27-9. Could have been worse, but also could have been closer. The big story, Breeze is going to be out missing some time due to a thumb injury. Jammed his thumb. Aaron Donald was pressuring him. Hit his hand-to-hand uh, as he was releasing the ball. Kind of like uh, high-fived each other a little bit. But he uh, busted his thumb. He's going to require surgery. I think he's going to be out six to eight weeks as the uh, diagnosis at the moment. So, it's going to be Chetty Bridgewater, I'm uh, assuming. They say Taysom Hill's going to be doing stuff, but I think that's that's gamesmanship because uh, what's-his-name has been talking a lot about that, uh, Sean Payton. I don't think he's really going to be playing like that that much, to be quite honest with you. So, um, Rams are looking good. Their offense looks nice. Gurley doesn't look too bad. He's still going to be kept at bay, kept in rotation. I think they're going to kind of try to keep him on ice as much as possible and kind of, you know, break the glass if necessary if in case of emergency type situation. And they'll give uh, they'll give Brown and these other guys, uh, Anderson, I think, some some carries too. Golf's still going to be hitting his receivers. Cooper Cup almost had a nice long touchdown that they rolled down at the one-yard line. Woods is still solid. And Cooks, man, that's a very good trio of receiving core right there. A little combination of everything. Very solid, I would say. And, yeah, man. Breeze done. Saints kind of scuffling, I guess, to start. So-so. We'll see how Bridgewater does. He's got to be at least decent for them to have a chance, man. At least decent. So, it's uh, Saints on the road versus Saints at home is a different thing. And that one's in uh, Los Angeles at the Coliseum last weekend. So... I'll see what happens. And then this is the game we were watching. Me and Alan were watching. We ended up falling asleep because we were just freaking going crazy all day. Uh, 24-20 Falcons over the Eagles. This was back and forth. The Eagles got banged up at the receiver core. That's Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson both left the game in early, I think in the first quarter even. Nelson Aguilar even left too. He's their third wideout uh, with the concussion protocol, but he ended up coming back in. And I think catching a touchdown pass even. And they needed him because they were down a bunch of wide receivers. And, yeah, I think Matt Ryan did enough at home for them to get that victory. I think he had a, a drive down the the stretch that kind of sealed some things. I didn't watch too much of it. just saw some highlights. Um, hopefully Zach Ertz gets more looks now because the receivers are banged up so they don't have anybody in front of him to kind of give him that competition. And then, finally, finish things off, we got uh, the Browns beating the Jets 23-20. to 20, uh, 23 to 3. 
on Monday night. This was kind of a, a little bit of a horrific game, to be quite honest with you. This Monday night schedule is going to be kind of brutal. They played it back because it was uh, the first matchup ever that they showed in Monday Night Football history. It was a Browns-Jets game. So they wanted to pay homage to that in their 100th year. Yeah, 100th year of the NFL. So they're doing a lot of stuff like that that's kind of commemorating it. All the all the past history and tradition. And so I understand why the matchup, they, they made that, and they, they want to see Baker Mayfield and... Odell Beckham Jr. back in New York City, even though he's playing the Jets, not the Giants. So there's some intrigue there for that. those reasons. Baker looked like an average Baker. He made some big plays, splash plays, but he made some real dumb ones too where he could have made some smarter decisions. Um, he's going to be a reckless gunslinger at times, but it's going to give him in uh, some positive situations and some negative ones, I think. Odell Beckham caught a nice slant and went all the way, and I was very upset because I think that cost me my fantasy win. Because I had Ch- uh, Chubb, and Chubb scored a touchdown the position before. He had a nice, like, 19, 20-yard uh, run that he capped it off into the end zone. So that would have been nice. I had taken the lead on that play, and then, uh, uh, yeah, that shit kind of happened. So 23-3, the Jets are real banked up at quarterback. And guess what happens? Fucking injuries. That's why people... They talk about what's going to happen, and it's just like, it's, that's the biggest caveat. It's like, barring injury, because you know what happens. It's only a matter of, like, the extent of it and uh, how serious it is. So, it's just, uh, just a matter of time. People get banged up. This is football. This is what happens. It's part of the sport. Um, it's more rare if you do not have a knock at some point throughout the season. Like, that is a, a rarity, to be quite honest with you. Context board, man. What would just would you uh would you assume there? So they are down. Funny enough, though, Sam Darnold missed the game not due to injury, he missed it due to sickness. This dude's got mononucleosis, got freaking mono, dude. And as an adult, it's apparently pretty damn serious. Uh, it's a lot of people have been making jokes about like who this fool's been kissing and all that stuff, and like, damn, is he still in high school and all these like you know. You know, dumb little stupid jokes that everyone thinks they're clever with. Um, I think the fantasy football guys call him the kissing bandit now. And yeah, man, it's uh, it's out there. So he's gonna be missing time. I think he's gonna be at least a month. So they had their backup, Trevor Simeon, who started before. He's got some experience. Yada yada. This fool got trampled by Miles Garrett, defensive lineman, by the. Uh, Cleveland Browns on a couple plays and this one got I think stepped on got cleated and kind of dislocated or hurt broke his foot or something it did not look good he crunched him mm. so he goes out and then this uh, Luke Falk guy comes in third rounder it was on the practice squad the week before and yeah it was kind of struggle city everything close to the line of scrimmage it wasn't uh, the best performance I would say so yeah Browns held on and got that dub and, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened. Uh, I guess I'll talk about the Thursday night game. Gardner Minshew the second, man. The legend continues. He got the victory at Thursday night against the Titans. This week three. Jags over the Titans 20-7 to uh, at home. Able to hold things down. The Titans really couldn't get anything moving on offense. Mariota didn't look so hot. People, Some people are asking for maybe Tannehill now because he's backing them up at the moment. Derrick Henry didn't do so well, which was uh, nice for me. 
still did okay. I think he had a, still got a touch. Didn't go off, off, which is all right. But I was mad because I had the Titans defense and I thought they would do better. Do better. Do better. Yeah, man. Raiders Vikings uh, tomorrow morning. That'll be a fun one. Me and Alan will be going ham. I think Mark and the homie Warren are going to be coming through. I don't know if David Chow is going to be in town, uh, if he's going to be coming over, or if the homie Frank who's also in town is going to be coming through as well. Uh, we'd love to have him. Any event, I think I'm just going to wrap this up pretty quickly, pretty succinctly, just because it's, uh, yeah, man, it's a little short, a little uh, short show. Kind of do it moving and grooving like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, just a lot of football. Going to be excited for this cross shit that's going to be coming up recently in the next week. Um, as always, tune in, listen in. I'll have like uh, more other sports and world news stuff to talk about next episode. But I just wanted to kind of get this one out there because I fucking said I would. And yeah, I guess if you reach for the stars, even if you fall, you'll still land in the clouds. And that's where I'm at now. I'm still getting it done. <laughs> a little late, but it's better late than never, right? That's what they say. Man, sucks. You get stereotypes and shit. Come on, color people's time, man. It's like I'm a fucking pot smoker and I'm uh, Mexican. It's like the only thing that would be worse if like me not making it to places if I was fucking handicapped or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's a joke, fellas. Shout out to all my handy, capable people of the world. <laughs> oh, man. I think I want to hit this off with some more Cascade before we go. I think that I'm going to play some loose. But, yeah, this has been episode 62 of the Puro Caballero Show. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Caballero. That's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O for all you gringos. And, yeah, man, that's uh, pretty much the show. Trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, did some comedy this last week. I'm going to do some more today. I think I'm going to try to go for a run real quick, though. And, yeah. Comedy today. What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, yeah, I'm going to put some more clips up on my YouTube or my Instagram, I mean. And, yeah, this is uh, available, as always, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, Google Play Podcasts, TuneIn app, and that should be it. We'll get a YouTube up and running. We'll do the rest. We'll do it moving and grooving. Anyway, this has been episode 62. Let me hit you with this Cascade Redux. The Sunset set is going to be epic, yo. I don't know if y'all ready, but I'm not. Yeah, I got seven days, so fucking enjoy it. Till next time. Yee!